Hey, Boo. I'm Deanna. And I am Elvia. And we've been besties for over 15 years. That's right. And welcome to the Bestie Bestie Bone Bone Podcast, where we're going to be giving you guys all the tips and advice on the things we wish we would have learned when we were younger. From relationships, like living with your man, girl, I complain, complain about it all the time. She sure does. Or talking about that single life and getting your flirt on. Ooh, honey. You trying to find that guy to make your corazón go beady beady bomb bomb? Yeah! <laughs> that's good. But that's not all. We also are going to be discussing so many other topics like career highs and lows. To wellness because we all need a little namaste. Ooh, yes, queen. And we're going to be joined by some of our expert amigas to cover all these topics and provide you guys with some practical tips to live your best life. We sure will, girl. Please join us and be part of our amigahood. You don't want to miss us being our best and most blondie selves because we're so blondie. <laughs> okay. Okay. Please don't forget to subscribe and we can't wait to hear from you. to the bestie bestie bone bone podcast we are so thrilled about today's conversation right elvia who's who's a chef and foodie and loves you know cooking <laughs> and i who i'm always trying to eat right but i st- still love my favorite foods <laughs> and today's episode is all around nutrition we are honored to have diana Rodriguez. She is a registered dietitian, also known as Latina Nutritionist on Instagram. Welcome, Diana. Thank you, ladies. Thank you so, so much for having me on this podcast. I am super excited to talk everything about food and nutrition. Yes. All right. So let's jump into it. Um, would you mind telling everyone a little bit about your background growing up? How did you learn about nutrition? You know, what was your knowledge around food and how did you end up choosing, you know, to become a registered dietitian as your career of choice? Yes, definitely. Let me see if I can take out a couple of files from my, <laughs> from my brain to go back down memory lane. Um, so I am, like you mentioned, I am Dominican. I was born and raised both here and in Dominican Republic. Um, and you know, we, we love food. We grew up with food, all of our, called all of our Latin food, our Dominican food, especially, um, you know, because we view food as comfort and love and warmth. And in our culture. So my mother was, you know, when they migrated here in the early 70s, my mother came first, actually, in the early 70s, when then my father followed suit a couple of years down. And, you know, when they arrived here, it was kind of like culture shock, you know, because they were used to one form of eating one way of eating and then coming to America and kind of seeing a comp, you know comp, algo completamente diferente a lo que ellos estaban acostumbrados allá por ejemplo you know our heaviest meal we would eat it in in at noon and here mm-hmm. it was the complete opposite the heaviest meal was or and still is <laughs> at night 
So Mm -hmm. that was like a bit of a culture shock. And, you know, she was just trying to integrate that into their own culture. And, you know, once she had all of us, because it's six of us, we come from a very big family. (laughs) Um, Mm -hmm. We, you know, she made sure to intertwine both our foods as well as, you know, some of the food around, you know, here in, in Los Estados Unidos. Um, what else she and then you know with that growing up I was you know exposed to different types of food you know Dominican food Italian food American food but there was always this idea that you know our food was bad for us especially you know viendo la televisión algunos canales hispanos that you know certain women looked a certain way and the way the reason they looked that way was because they stopped eating our our food our cultural food and decided to go for bland food and I think that's you know as I grew up and into my teenage years um and experiencing that myself you know not eating right um not eating the way that you know, for, for performance, because I used to play sports in high school. Um, it, it was, it was, it was a huge learning curve. And I think that's when I found my purpose, my passion in college, and pursuing a career in nutrition, and learning how our food, our cultural food um, can still be implemented in helping us reach, you know, our weight, our, our health goals. That's so, so, so dope and so cool. I'm curious to know, this is like not one of the questions I was planning on asking, but when you were learning about nutrition, Diana, did you, was it very difficult learning like Western? I have no idea. I'm making, I'm assuming that it's very like Westernized, very American. And then you're like, all right, it's nice learning about diet, you know, nutrition in a very formal education setting, but it's like, what about culture? Like, it's completely missing. Like, how do people still integrate the nuances of their cultural backgrounds and foods when it's, I don't know, I think about like when we learned about food, we learned about the pyramid, right? And it's like yeah. very, mm-hmm. it's rooted in, in, in a very um, Anglo perspective that doesn't take into account anything else. And it's not 100% accurate, um, so I, I'm just curious, was it hard for you to say, okay, I'm learning this, I'll take the tools and the resources, but I also need to figure out a way to integrate my culture? Yes, that, that's, that's a great question because, you know, um, when going, going to school and learning about nutrition and dietetics, there was a little bit of cultural, um, you know, education um, with that, but it was, it was, it was... It was a little bit diff- um, challenging, not difficult, like challenging to intertwine, um, you know, for example, my culture into, in, into you know, what I was learning at, at school. For example, when it comes, when it comes to, and I, we might be going a little bit slightly off topic, but, you know, when it comes to, you know, certain medical conditions, for example, diabetes, um, the idea is that, you know, you would have to give up carbs. Mm-hmm. And in la cultura mm-hmm. de nosotros, uno de los carbohidratos más favoritos es el arroz, ¿verdad? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> so yeah. <laughs> so you know, you know, going to the doctor or or, or even like a, a dietitian that's not you know very well versed in the cultural background of the person might just you know might just suggest um, to wash the like the the carbs or or to lower it to go like completely whole grains and you know meaning you know switching to brown rice instead of of white rice so you know it was a little bit it is a bit of a challenge to intertwine both both of them but I think the important thing is like you mentioned earlier you know taking some of the tools and strategies that you learned in school and kind of implementing it into your own way where you know your cultural um background your cultural foods what you love doesn't necessarily have to be eliminated it all comes down to uh, you know just tweaking it throughout the day and you know being cautious being mindful ab ab about it and um it, it I and I say that because I used to work for a nonprofit organization as I was going to school and learning about nutrition. And I worked with um, the adult population who had difficulties in losing weight or maintaining their blood sugars um, because they were, you know, pre diabetic. And, you know, we there was a lot of unlearning that had to be done for that reason, because they were told by, you know, healthcare professionals or non health or, or not on or unqualified people that they needed to, you know, eat a certain way if they wanted to reach, you know, a health goal or, or prevent um, a certain disease such as diabetes, which is what I used as, as an example. Mm-hmm. So do you believe that, um, be, what I'm getting is that you believe that a lot of our misconceptions around food and like the way that we perceive our bodies are really rooted in, um, you know, like the, I, I don't even know what to call it, like the more Eurocentric, Eurocentric, uh, you know, belief system and body type, um, or where do you believe like these ideas on how we view our own food and culture and and body image come from? I believe that it comes a lot from society, from especially you know social media. It's 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 very huge as as you know, and there's just a lot of misconceptions, a lot of mis misinformation out there um, coming from, like I said, unqualified um, influencers, persons that say that in order to reach a health or wellness or even a weight goal or even a body, like an ideal quote unquote body type, you have to eliminate certain foods, um, food groups, you need to stop eating sugar, you need to stop eating fruit, um, you need to stop eating carbs. Um, and you know, that I think that's what confuses the general population who are not, you know, very well equipped or are looking for, you know, something quick and something fast, because that's kind of like the society that we live in now. We kind of want things to be mm -hmm. a rapido. Um, but sometimes, mm -hmm. you know, that can, that can wreak havoc on, on, on you, on, on, you know, so it's 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 about, you know, getting the right information from the right source 
um, making sure that the person mm-hmm. is is credentialed um, in this in that area, and mm-hmm. knowing that whatever health or, or or whatever health goal you're trying to reach is going to take time and it's going to take consistency. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. I, I wanted to mention too, like going off of that, you know, Elvie and I have encountered. I'm going to say, girl, I'm, I'm assuming you have. But like, mm-hmm. las tías que siempre, yo soy mexicana, que las sí. tías siempre dicen, ah, they always tell you, ah, te ves bien flaquita, ah, te ves bien gordita, ah, subiste <laughs> de peso, ah, quieres comer, and you're like, no, I'm fine. Or you say, ah, I'm just going to have the salad. Ay, siempre estás en dieta, ¿verdad? And I just think that, where does that come from? This is like before social media, right? Oh, yes. Like, these, these, these ways of, thinking that like there's so much emphasis on how you look in the latino culture from mm-hmm. like rooted uh, um history and then there's like such misconceptions on like what is healthy and what is like not healthy mm-hmm. and i think there's like i really get frustrated i'm like there's so much more to me than like how i look right and, and i just mm-hmm. think why do the, the I'm I'm using the example of las tías porque se, siempre son las tías que Sí, las tías, sí. Ah, tú siempre te cuidas, ¿verdad? And you're like, "Oh, can you talk about something else?" Like, yes. that's so important I, to you. Yeah, and and you know, you're you're absolutely right and it certainly stems from our upbringing. Um most of us associate thinness eh, like with sickness, como quien dice. And then the chubbier you are, like, it, you're, you're, you're healthy. Y yo creo que por eso es que las tías no dice, like, ay, pero tú sí estás flaca, tú necesitas comer más, o tú sabes. Y no es necesariamente, y no es verdad, you know, because, you know, healthy, healthy doesn't mean stick skinny, because, mm-hmm. um, you know, our, our culture, nosotras las latinas, we got curves, you know? Um, so mm-hmm. associating, you know, thinness, making, looking at it like, oh, tú tienes que estar flaca, eh, eso, eso como que es, es, es unrealistic, at least, at least I think for, for us, coming from a background that we got curves, you know, and, and we got to embrace mm-hmm. it. And that also comes, I think, you know, de la televisión, de lo que uno ve en la televisión, especialmente en lo, eh, a veces en los canales eh, hispanos que, da, de, you know, promoting eh, las fajas, eh, que like the, the fit tees and all that, and that, you know, that mm-hmm. can, that can, like, again, can, can, can mess with your mind, you know, and yeah. kind of like question your, your self-worth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I feel like there's also, I mean, it goes also the other way. Like, if you are considered to, if if someone considers you, like, a bigger Mm -hmm. person, it's like, you don't take care of yourself, you're unhealthy, what, porque estás comiendo eso, you know, like, um, you know, ya no comas más, like, it's so conflicting. Like, I've had... Like, in the same month, you know, like, my mom will tell me, you know, like, you're eating too much. Mm. And then, uh, like, just recently, I had um, a really hard time where I wasn't eating that much. And my mom's like, why aren't you eating? And I'm like, do you want me to eat or not? 
first you told me not to eat and now you tell me to eat I don't get it right um and it's so conflicting sometimes it just like completely it gets to me and like you know if I can be totally honest like my my family is like literally I don't know if this is like an Ecuadorian thing Mm -hmm. but when you go over there and I'm like um you know, seeing my aunts or uncles or cousins or whoever I haven't seen in years, they're like, hola, como estas? Que gorda estas? Mm. And it's the second thing they always tell me. Right. And I'm just like, why do you feel the need to point that out? My mom's like a little, you know, sassy pants. So she'll be like, oh, well, you should tell them. I need a sex. Si que tiene las tetas colgando. <laughs> Something like that. My mom. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> my mom's sassy. Okay. I think that's where I get it. From. Right. But yeah. uh, or she'll be like, I need a tus dientes que feos or something like that. And I'm just like, I, I, I feel like I would. I, I don't have the heart to do that but I like when she says that it, it does make me want to say things like that like why I know that's not a healthy way to approach the situation mm-hmm. either I am aware mm-hmm. um, but it's so conflicting sometimes and it's really hard to like keep your composure in those instances and like that was actually going to be one of my questions so why don't we ask it now like when it comes to those um you know, these conflicting ideals that, you know, like people are either telling you, come más, or no comas mucho, or no comas eso, or you're fat, you're skinny. Like, how do you um, talk about that with someone? Like, how do you create those boundaries, especially when you're creating your own healthy eating habits? You know, I can imagine that that. I mean, I can speak for myself that that does something to us, like mentally. No, of too. course. When you're trying to build these boundaries for yourself, and then other people have their own unwanted opinions <laughs> about how you should be fueling your body or yourself. Right. Yeah. I mean, like you mentioned, everyone, everyone's gonna have their own opinion. Todo mundo va a decir lo que le dé su gana, como quien dice. I, 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 I honestly believe that. Um, you know, we, we kind of have to own own it up to ourselves and, and just speak up um, because if we don't kind of unlearn that or teach our parents that, you know, it is not right, then they're just going to continue kind of, um, como te digo, como downplaying it or, or thinking that it's right to talk down to you. Um, mm-hmm. you know, it, it can be as simple as, you know, I am here to see you. My body is my body. It is not a topic for conversation. Let's, mm-hmm. let's divert from that and ask me something else. Like, for example, I, I mean, I don't know if, if we go to school, but just like in general, like, oh, how's classes are going or how's work or how's your podcast, you know? Um, mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. starting off with that comment that conversation that's one of the things that I, I I tell my ladies um to just you know nip it in the butt right away because mm-hmm. it's been going on for so long for so many years that you know that's kind of kind of like an emo- emotional abuse I would say 
yeah you know yeah no it definitely is. yeah so just um, I mean I know like those are parents those are our parents and we love our parents especially our mamas and stuff like I love my mama <laughs> my mama <laughs> is everything to me but you know when I when I noticed like the conversation or oh, this was before ahora like ella respeta eso eh, yeah. you know I just kind of kind of just nip like like I said nipped it in the bud but right right away like listen um we're not talking about this right now this is my body mm-hmm. I am doing what's best for me let's change the conversation and I know that that it can be this difficult especially now nowadays um or even you know just because the holidays are around the corner and you know there's going to be a lot of family gatherings and and all that mm-hmm. stuff exactly yeah I think that's a good point that you make. And, um, you know, personally, I have done that, you know, Mm -hmm. I feel like sometimes I don't do it in the best way because I let my emotions get ahead of me. Right. Which is understandable. um, (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But I do think that is very important to just like nip it in the bud, like right when it's starting. And I, and I feel like this is so important for young girls Mm -hmm. because that, um for me it started at a very young age like basically like in high school right when or even middle school when you know your body is naturally changing changing because you are growing things are happening (laughs) yeah and like your hormones are coming in you're getting your period you're getting the boobs yeah yeah like you're getting, you know, pimples and, <laughs> and yeah, exactly. Like it's a natural. And sometimes I feel like they, they're still, they're not necessarily like seeing that perspective. Like, oh, you're growing, you're changing. It's more like, oh my God, look, se está poniendo muy gordita. Sí. We need to give her less arroz. Sí. Sí. We need to give her less patacones, sí. you know, like all that stuff so and 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 who says that you you know like that you need to give that up you don't need to give up the rice you don't need to give up the patacones and it's so funny because I was craving patacones the day before yesterday yes (laughs) and I'm actually planning to get some like after we talk um and so that's so funny you you mentioned that um (laughs) but you know and and that's the thing like the idea that you have to give up you know, your favorite cultural foods just for the sake of you being quote unquote healthy. Because healthy, again, doesn't mean just nutrition and exercise. Because nada de eso importa si uno no está bien mentalmente. Si la, si, if, if your mm-hmm. mindset is not, it's not right. And, you know, again, I can, I can, I can give you, um, I can give the person like all the tools that they need to reach their health goal, their weight loss goal, um, since that's more or less what I, what I, what I, what I, what I do. Um, Mm -hmm. But if, if, again, if your mind is not in the right place, where you feel where you're building that confidence, and you're building like that strong mindset, nada de eso va va a dar importancia. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. 100% agree. I actually really love what you said, Diana, like, my body, like, is not on the table for you to criticize. Mm-hmm. So like, let's move on. Yeah, I really think if we do that, you know, Elvia, you and I, especially we talk about this a lot, 
like you were mentioning for like mm-hmm. younger girls. I actually mm-hmm. do it in my household. So um, I guess this is kind of a side tangent, but it's personal and I think it's relevant. Uh, I have a niece who's 11 years old and she just recently texted me that she wants to go on a diet and exercise. And I was floored, floored. Mm. I'm like, you're 10, 11. Like, what do you mean you want to go on a diet? And I know that like she is, she, she is a, She's tall. She's just like. She's growing. She's growing. For sure. And I'm like, you're fine. Like, did, did a doctor tell you you need to lose weight? Or is like your parents or somebody else telling you? Because I'm pretty sure you need to like, you should check with a doctor. Or I was like, you should probably check with a nutritionist. Like, there should be somebody sit like who, like you were saying, who's licensed to tell you that. And I just thought, mm-hmm. and I told my mom this. I'm like, I hate that in the house, todo el mundo siempre le dice, ah, mira la, mira la muchacha. Es bien grande, es bien grande. She's so big. Oh my God, you're so big. You're so big. I'm like, mom, we have been telling this girl how big she is since she was like eight. I don't want to talk about how big she is. You never right. say it to any of the other girls, when I'm here and I can only control when I'm there, I don't want to right. talk. I said, you either ask her, how school is going, how talented she is, that she's really smart. I'm like, why don't we ever talk about those things? It's yes, exactly. so much. So I'm a big believer. In, like, I definitely nip it in the bud. I'm like, I always change the subject or I always say, we're not going to talk. I'll say this in front of her too. Vanessa, we're not going to talk about how big you are. You're exactly how you should be. And that's it. Exactly. Yes. Said, you need to lose weight or somebody medically has told you for some reason that you need to. I don't want anybody talking about her size, her body, how big she is or not big she is. Like, it's just so ridiculous to me. Right. Yeah, it, it, exactly. And, and I love that you pointed out, you know, just to talk about something else like, oh, how, how beautiful you are or like how school going and not using weight as a topic of conversation. Um, and also because you mentioned that she's 10, 11, mm-hmm. um, you know, she she's growing. And like we just mentioned a few minutes ago, the body's going through changes. So, you know, even and you, we got to also be careful with some of the healthcare professionals that use that word and say like, oh, you know, tell mm-hmm. a child, tell yes. a child, who tell, tell, oh my God, who tells a child, <laughs> an eight, nine, 10, 11 year old, you need to lose weight. I would get a new doctor because- yes because the child is still growing um it's not about losing weight and that's something that we learn in school it's about maintaining the weight because Mm -hmm. that's where disordered eating eating disorders will start developing and I say that because I used to work with um girl I used girls I used to work with all kinds of populations from four-year-olds all the way to 65 years old and um in my previous job I used to work with the adolescent population and I had to really work hard with a, with an adolescent. Um, he would, he, he's a boy who um, suffers from, from, from an eating disorder for that reason, because he went to the doctor when he was nine, 10 years old. And the doctor told him that he needed to, to lose weight based on his BMI. Um, the BMI is bullshit. <laughs> that is just mm-hmm. that is not a, a true indicator um that was just in, that that was 
that's just that was invented. I'm clapping for you. <laughs> that was like a mathematician, un hombre, in like I think it was like the 1800s, late 1800s, that came up with that. Did it on a group of men, not even women, and kind of just assumed it for everyone. So, um, mm-hmm. yeah, it, it, with kids, it's very, very tricky. Yeah, and even I think I I'm like over here clapping for you, snacking uh-huh. everything you were saying because like every time I go to the doctor, even for me as an adult, like my weight is brought up every single time, and um, you know, like I'm not gonna lie, I'm not gonna say like oh, you know, like maybe I do need to lose weight, but one doctor and. She's the only doctor ever in my life who has said, because she started mentioning something to me. And then I said, I just told her without her telling me, like, yeah, I know I need to lose weight. And she was like, well, no, I mean, like, that's always the default. But that doesn't mean it's necessarily true for you and your body. Like, what? whatever is going on in your body doesn't necessarily mean it's rooted to weight loss or gaining weight or losing weight. Uh, You know, your issues could be brought on by all sorts of things, not just weight, but it's like the doc. I I feel like a lot of doctors see somebody who's overweight comes into their office. It's like everything you have could be solved if you lost 20 pounds. Right. And it's always the default. Um, and I did, I never used to really like pay attention to it until one of my friends who her and I used to talk a lot about like how we feel about our bodies and stuff like that. She's like, get a new doctor. She's like, that should not be like the diagnosis every time you come into an office. And I'm like, yeah, but you know, I've heard it all my life. And yeah, maybe I do need to lose some weight. She's like, girl get a new fucking doctor (laughs) and I'm like okay you know and then I started like then I had this doctor do that like tell me that and I was like you know what you're right I've never thought about that because I've heard this all my life you know you always think like it's me like I need to change my behavior and blah 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 and I'm not saying I don't but you know like that's not always the the yeah that's not always like the root cause like you know and 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 I applaud that doctor girl yes yeah, stick to that doctor <laughs> the one I know she's in the bay area unfortunately I I don't live there anymore oh, but okay yeah I haven't found one over here yet okay well Vienna my last question for you before we jump into to the final round kind of going off of this so now that we've talked about all the things that we've dealt with right in our culture that are very big misconceptions I would love to talk even going off of the subject that we were just saying like it shouldn't be a matter of you need to lose weight or you need to diet right and and that's not how healthcare professionals really should should go about it whether you are young or not Mm -hmm. Um, I would love to talk about mindful eating Um, that was something I was telling my niece I said Cause she was like, I need to not eat. Like I need to stop eating so much or stop eating this. And I just said, well, I just want you to like make smart. Like, are you mindful of what you're eating? You don't have to get rid of any of it. Just like be mindful of it. Right. And understand like what the good stuff does for you. You know, we talk a lot about like blueberries are antioxidant, right. Or, or whatever. 
all la- las comidas, you know, latinas también, like, they have a lot of nutritional value and, like, how yes, good of course. from the inside, not from how you're going to look physically, right? And so right. I would love your tips on how we can be much more mindful eaters considering our cultural foods. Um, and yes, definitely. So like you said, you know, it's, it's about our, our cultural foods um, has a lot of nutritional value. Um, it shouldn't be demonized how it has been demonized for so long, as you know, you ladies may, may know. And it's not, you know, so one of the things that I like to do is kind of like going through a little, a very small mindful checklist. And that, you know, and that can be that's, you know, I am sitting down because muchas veces uno come parado, digo yo. Eh, also, you know, worrying, having too much um, things around, like in our environment that's distracting us, such as the TV or we're eating with our phones in our other hands. So that's one. Also, um, my, you know, looking at your meal and making sure that it fits on one plate. You know, sometimes we might take two plates and the second plate could be just a very small plate of salad. Why not add, why not add and on your plate, half of your plate salad, you know, mm-hmm. half of your plate greens, you know? Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, also another checklist that I like to say is, looking at if 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 I'm hungry that I'm eating because I'm hungry and not just bored out of my mind Mm -hmm. because sometimes we tend Mm -hmm. to just eat out of pure boredom and that can be for many reasons um it could be maybe we didn't eat enough throughout the day we're under eating we're not adding any foods that are you know um um, high in fiber such as you know like any fruits or vegetables or even nuts let's say you like nuts um and stopping stopping when you are satisfied mm-hmm. not to the point that you are completely completely full que ya tú estás como quien dice con una hartura como decimos nosotros <laughs> <laughs> that you know like so uncomfortably full that we have to pop our pants open because we are just beyond beyond full and it's just you know being mindful of eating till you're completely satisfied and honoring your hunger cues with that Mm -hmm. and you know the idea how should I say and like the important thing is that if you struggle with food anxiety or even motivation which I hear a lot from the ladies I've worked with and currently work with, or, you know, just simple, you know, interactions on, on Instagram. Um, This is like a good checklist to help you stay on track. And at the end of the day, the premise, the idea is to just be present. Mm -hmm. Yeah. With, with, in, in, in being, in eating mindfully. I love honoring your hunger cues. Yes. Yeah, I love that. It's so yeah. true. We definitely eat. I, I mean, I, I can speak for myself. I'm like that. I'm, I eat out of like craving, but my craving stems from stress or anxiety. So right. It's, like, yep. it's not actually because I'm craving a thing. It's that I think I'm going to get, I'm going to do food anxiety with hot Cheetos. Mm-hmm. <laughs> with with your Cheetos? Mm-hmm. You know, Wait, like, I'm going to, yeah, like, obviously that's not going to cure help. It's, if anything, it's going to make me feel worse. Right. 
So, or alcohol is another big one. Like, oh, girl, I had a stressful day. I just need to, you know, down myself in a bottle of wine. It's like, then I feel like crap, but it didn't really fix anything. Right. So I think that that's really smart, like honoring your hunger cues and like just being very mindful, being very present. Yes. Yeah. All right. Well, we're in our final round. This has been a wonderful conversation. Yes. Um, I love this conversation. Getting to know you ladies. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Likewise, it's it's always great to have uh, somebody obviously has your, your type of background. We can talk about these open and honest conversations that happen in our culture. Um, all right, Yana. So knowing what you know now about life in general, inclusive of nutrition, what would you tell your 20-year-old self? What would I tell my 20-year-old self? Well, my 20-year-old self was very selfish. <laughs> <laughs> um. I I, th- I would tell my 20-year-old self that, you know, that you're worth it and to just cogerlo suave. <laughs> I mm-hmm. think that would be the the big thing that I would tell my, my 20-year-old self, that you're, you're worth it. What does cogerlo suave mean? Oh, cogerlo suave. <laughs> um, just to take it, to take it easy. You know, just take it, okay. take it day okay. by day. That's what I thought. Yeah. But I just want to make yeah. sure, you know, some people might not know what that <laughs> Yeah, means. yes, definitely. It's funny, you know, side note, in in, uh, in Mexico, we never use the word, I mean, we do use the word coger, but it means something completely different. Oh, does it? What does it mean? It means to, it means to um, fuck. So, oh, <laughs> Perhaps oh. no, it's a, it's a vulgar <laughs> word that means to fuck. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I did not know that. No, no, no. Um, Dominican. No, 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 don't. I mean, you're, you know, it's all in context. But no, of course. No, like, I know Dominicans. I know Puerto Ricans. I know a lot of South Americans. Uh, I know even people in Spain, like, they use the word coger to grab or to get yeah. or to take. So, for sure, it's just always funny every time I hear the word coger because in uh, in in Mexico it always has that like vulgarity. Sí, es es como es como la palabra ahorita. Yo sé que para ustedes um eh, ahorita it means like now, right? Uh-huh, like uh-huh. and then but for us ahorita is like later. Oh. Like uh-huh. to do it, you know, más tarde, like to, to yeah. do it later. So yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Oh, that's funny. I I did not know. Oh, you that. see, we learned something new today. <laughs> we all did. Coher means you know what? And then <laughs> ahorita means later or now. <laughs> now or later, like I the mean, candy. Have... Yes, exactly. We could have a whole I feel like we could do a whole podcast episode on like the different, a different slang, you know? right? Yeah. Oh, we yeah. should totally yeah. do that. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Okay, um, so we'll keep it going. This is almost the last question. Mm-hmm. So what's mm-hmm. the best advice you have ever received from your mom, your suegra, an amiga, a coach, a mentor, or really anyone that you still live by today? Um, I mean, I, I've gotten so many great guidance, advice from so many people in, in my life. Um that are very, very important to me. But I would say from the person that's most important to me being my mother, um, it mm-hmm. would be, you know, okay, okay. And I say this on Instagram a lot too. 
um, es um, lo que, que no dejes lo que puedes hacer hoy para mañana. Mm -hmm. Yes, I feel like I heard that like all the time. <laughs> yes, yeah. Yeah, you know, because tomorrow is not promised, so why not yeah. why not today? Yeah. And I think that's yeah. not never been truer like it has this year when so oh, many fatalities with, and we've dealt with a lot of grief and it's like yep. Yes. I, I 100% agree. Because you know, yeah, cuz you know, you put you've been putting we put our life like into into perspective, you know? Mm -hmm. Especially mm -hmm. with everything that's happened, so it's been happening. Well, Diana, mm -hmm. this has been an amazing conversation. Thank you so much again for making Thank this time. You. Where can Thank people follow you? Uh, where can people find you? How can um, our audience support you and your business? Yes, definitely. So you'll definitely find me more on Instagram at Latina Nutritionist. That is where I am most active. And, you know, there you'll find all sorts of information, debunking myths around our cultural foods, um, how you can reach your health and, and, and wellness goals through just simple practices such as portion control, um, adding exercise and movement that you enjoy and not really, you know, and not being restrictive or not finding the need to be restrictive because, or, 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 or stressing out because of it. Cause it, there's already so much stress in our life. We don't need to add more by being extremely restrictive. So yes, you'll definitely find me on Instagram, can DM me, can start a conversation and get to know each other. Awesome. Thank you so much, Diana. It's been a pleasure to have yes, you. Likewise. <clears throat> And to everybody else, thank you so much for joining us. Don't forget to rate us, subscribe to our podcast, leave leave a review, follow us on Instagram at bestiebestiebonebon.com <laughs> at bestiebonebon. And we will see you at the next one. Bye. Bye. Bye.